what is good y'all welcome welcome to my dirty garage if you are watching this you can see the back end of i i consider the dope setup studio that i have going on but this is the other side of the studio this is what people don't see on youtube but welcome to my garage my name is Luel Fantroy, and really welcome to religious rebuttal religious rebuttal refuting toxic theology to rehumanize spirituality yes we need to take out the toxic theology toxic ideas and in in perspectives and traditions that are made to control humanity for power the people in power for their gain so we here to take out the toxic the theology to rehumanize spirituality and that's why i built this platform i feel like i'm qualified to speak on this because i was born in a religious cult an extreme religious cult built on christianity in los angeles california in 1984 my parents was teenagers when they joined okay this cult was so like extreme where multiple families lived under one roof following one leader and it got too toxic to the point where, you know, 53 kids, including me and my three older brothers and older sister, I'm the youngest out of five, had to be separated from the group, from our parents because of a tragic event. We were separated into foster care and my parents spent two and a half years trying to gain custody of their children. And uh, long story short, eventually we reunited back with the family and uh, i was eight years old by the time we separated and uh from the cult after we reunited out uh from foster care and um we became a normal family and i was eight years old fast forward my dad tried to put us back into a normal what they called he had called normal church a black church and you know, he saw the same games. Him and my mom saw the same manipulation, the same, you know, prodding, the same tactics of an institution or a community that's using the scriptures, using religion, using spirituality for power and for control, which dehumanizes the human. We lose our freedom. We lose our autonomy. We lose everything that Jesus came to give us, I believe, to set us free from the shame, from the guilt, from the power, from the elite, and from judgment, from condemnations, from other humans and other entities and systems. I have a total different look on the gospel. So my dad tried that, saw that. I was nine, 10 years old. Then deuces. He said, I'm done. I'm done with organized religion. I choose to live my faith outside the four walls. That's what my dad, my mom, and yeah, that's, that was the story until I was 21 years old and I felt, well, I was so down and low and life didn't know where to go, what to do, but always had that foundation of Jesus, the story of Jesus. And the fact that foundation was a toxic, uh, theology, meaning I had the fear, I had the shame, I had the guilt, um, and I needed Jesus in order to constantly every day, every second to wipe that off. It didn't heal my trauma, 
so as a cult childhood cult survivor it didn't grow me to love but it produced a foundation of fear so i had that christian version of fear that old school uh you know doom and gloom if you don't say your prayers and you know and then wipe yourself clean of uh, of your sins every night before you lay your head you might wake up in hell you feel me so i dealt with that trauma of hell trauma eternal damnation trauma so uh anybody who still deals with that that feared um eternity insecurity that's a symptom of religious trauma so 21 i went to ministry 2005 spent 14 years in ministry met my wife there um and man we're talking about 14 years 21 years old uh that's a total of 30 years total in organized religion or my church experience and in my church experience that's what i experienced most of my trauma so i'm a religious trauma survivor and i was born in a cult so i feel like i'm a little 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 qualified i used to preach teach serve on the serving team i was on staff my wife and i was crazy enough to try to plan a church and um yeah in 2018 we said nah we taking a sabbatical from christian evangelical ministry um and we just said you know we need a break that break turned into forever and we haven't looked back we deconstructed our faith and what i tried to do is is re-examine the theology that i learned I try to re-examine outside the four walls and see if it works and it holds up. And I come to find out that most of the theology we learn in the Western part of the world here in America, when it comes to Christian faith, we learn a theology that benefits the institution, that benefits the powerful, that benefits the system. Not so much it benefits the congregation, the followers, as much as benefits the institution. And I believe Jesus came to do the opposite. I don't, I don't think Jesus came to build empires, structures, a religion. And I'm going to talk about that in this platform, in this show, this podcast, what have you, wherever you want to call it, um, is based off Matthew 23. In a couple other scriptures, but based off Matthew 23, uh, Jesus is my biggest inspiration. I'm not a Christian, but I thank Jesus for my redemption, meaning he showed me the way of the human. He showed me the way to be connected to the architect of life. He showed me to be connected to the father, the author, the 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 anyway. So he showed us how to be free from the accuser of the brother in the condemnation of shame and guilt. He, he showed us the way. He showed us how we can be connected, be divine, be pure, and be human. And also divine at the same time. You feel me? He didn't come to make a religion. So Matthew 23, I love scripture because I look at it differently. I don't look at it the same like I did. I don't look at it as absolutely 100% perfect and it's the truth. No, I believe uh, God is beyond scripture. I find I look at the world as my Bible. I do. That's, that seems the total opposite. The world is my Bible, meaning the truth 
I get it from everywhere. Anything, any human, if it resonates with my core value system, which is anything that's life-giving, life-enhancing, life-affirming, rehumanizing, love-producing, non-fear-producing, you know, anti-fear, but love-producing. I'm for that. I'm for that. Anything that rehumanizes the human, I'm for that, okay? So in Matthew 23, Jesus addressed hypocrisy, and he addressed religious leaders, the religious institution. If you fast forward, I mean, if you just, if Jesus came today, he will be speaking against religious leaders, He'll be refuting, re, rebuttaling religion, toxic religion, which that's what he did in Matthew 23 and so on. He'll be going head to toe and going inside these churches nowadays in America. I'm just letting you know. But if you look in the Bible, look in the scripture, that was the older version of what we have now. You know, religious leaders, the Pharisees and the scribe, the holders of the law who taught the people. Um, held people accountable, all kinds of stuff, making sure they are examining it, making sure they're anyway, just law keepers. Jesus accused the Pharisees and the scribes of being hypocrites. A hypocrite is an actor. That's, that's what it was. It's a hypocrite. It's like you put on a mask, you put on a uniform and you play the part, but you really don't live the part. You don't have it in your heart. You feel me? That's what a hypocrite is. You can look the part. You can sound the part. You can make people feel like you are the part, but you're not. You are a hypocrite. You say one thing, you do one thing, you show and present yourself this way, but you are totally opposite or you are contradicting that what you say on stage and who you are in real life. Okay. So that's just one thing. Okay. Also the heavy burdens, the heavy burdens. He condemned, Jesus came to condemn the religious leaders and institutions for imposing heavy religious burdens on other people, but did not help carry the burden or they didn't even live up to the burdens they put on the people. They couldn't even carry it themselves. Oh man. If you look at church dynamics, you look at the role of a pastor, the role of the church institution. They are asking more than they are giving, meaning they're challenging the people that they are not challenged themselves. They're telling people to show up, sacrifice, give your time, give your money, give your offering, give your talent, give you, give us your consideration first, put us first. Cause when you put us first, you put in God first. If you don't put us first, you put in God last and you might be cursed. If you don't put God first. <sighs> so that fear is working, right? So what I'm trying to say is that the person that's speaking, that is not the person that has to deal with that stress, not the person that had to deal with, uh, with different personalities in the workplace and had to come home and work in 40 plus hours a week. And then he gets two days off. Nope. One day off because that Sunday is all about volunteering. That Sunday is also about giving, showing up to the church service and showing up to the happenings inside the community. And I'm not here to speak and bash on a good, healthy, loving gathering and community and collective. I'm talking about what Jesus came to address the heavy burdens, man, people 
are showing up to these spaces and places stressed out and the church ain't meeting the needs when it comes to that, but they're asking more of their people because it's a machine. It has to keep rolling. It has to keep going. You feel me? So you need bodies. So those are heavy burdens and he condemned those. That's why he says, my burden is easy. My yoke is light. Come and I will give you rest. When he said that, he wasn't comparing his burden against the devil, against evil, against demons. You know, he was comparing his burden against these prideful, religious, boastful leaders who say, saying they got the message of God and they carry the anointing and they're appointed by God. But they are dehumanizing, controlling other humans. And Jesus says, nah, I come and show you a new way. You feel me? And I'm trying to tell people now that it ain't what you think. He came to show the way that's not represented into today's. They call it Christianity now. But nah, I don't believe Jesus came to show Christianity. He didn't come make a religion. So another thing he addressed was flexing. People, pastors and leaders are flexing. Jesus criticized their love for public display of their religious acts, seeking praise and recognition. Oh, yeah. Seeking praise and recognition. I'll tell you what. Yeah, that's I'm not even going to get on that. But he he addressed that. We, we got social media nowadays. They don't have to. You don't have to show up in public marketplaces like back in the day. They didn't have to, that technology. Now you can just post something on social media as a pastor. Flex how many you got in attendance and flex who you are bumping shoulders with. What celebrities and superstars you hanging out with you flexing on the, 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 the most influential pastors and leaders of society and culture of the world. And you out there posting and letting people know you associated, you a part of that. You are somebody you are flexing. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are a spiritual giant. You are super blessed. You got the Gucci belt. You got the Balenciaga. You are blessed. You are got the connection with the fear of God. Art director, art author and designer, Jerry Lorenzo. You are the man. You are connected. You are respected in the public place. Oh, my goodness. You got the book deals. You got the. you can. You are. Man, that's flexing. That's not playing it low. That's not playing it low. Jesus is like, y'all flexing. Y'all wearing longer tassels and y'all over here making your robes all just extra. Dang, flexing. That's not my way. Over the, you're flexing over the people. You're flexing in my name. You fle- <laughs> It just ain't making no sense. So. And also he talked about they neglect justice and mercy, you know, neglect justice and mercy. They all about keeping the scripture, the scripture and holding people to the scripture, the written scripture. Jesus came to challenge that scripture and saying, you ain't looking at the mercy in that scripture, but you're looking at the other thing that benefits you, that burdens the people and that makes you look great. You neglect injustice and mercy and I don't like it. I don't like that. That's ugly. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Mm-mm. Jesus came to address that, I believe. He's religious. He's rebuttaling religion, I should say. Okay. 
He also called them whitewashed tombs, y'all. He said, y'all are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful, shiny on the outside. It looks great. It looks luxurious. It looks like it's handcrafted, handmade. Looks just, mm, mm, mm. that's beautiful. The way to monumental, the way to represent somebody's life is a whitewashed tomb. But the thing is, in the inside, in that tomb, is dead man bones. So Jesus was saying, y'all religious leaders look great on stage. Y'all look great on that mic. Y'all look great with that synth in the background playing the soft music and the dim lights and manipulating the emotions of the congregation and causing them to give more, show up more, and feel, feel like they felt the presence, but they felt their emotions thinking it's God. <sighs> and y'all are looking glorious and anointed with your speaking ability and your book sales man but y'all like dead man's bones because y'all are stealing finances y'all are sexually assaulting women y'all doing drugs and alcohol you guys are on trial for covering up pedophilia your whole uh, uh, denomination is under investigation for corruption. You guys are uh, uh, your whitewashed tombs, but your dead man's bones. You saying my name is great and I'm holy and I'm full of and it's all about love and forgiveness. But you over here acting a fool, acting nasty, acting ugly. Come on, y'all. That's what Jesus said. Y'all got to get together. Y'all messy. Y'all messy, y'all sloppy, y'all just tired, y'all nasty, you felt that lazy, no, I'm just messing. Hmm, <laughs> Jesus for real though, he really was like that, okay? And he talks about, and he addressed one more thing I want to say, he addressed in Matthew 23, the thing he was refuting, he was rebuking, was persecution against the prophets. Every time God sent the prophet to address the religious leaders of their wrongdoing. The religious leaders killed them or persecuted them and discredited them every single time. And Jesus says, y'all doing that to them and you're doing it to me. I come to disrupt the patterns and functions right now. I come to turn your leadership upside down. I come to turn your doctrine upside down. I come to turn it up and it's messing you up because you're losing power. You're losing money. You're losing respect. You losing your control over humans. Now you about to kill me. You fool. Anyway, so that's what Matthew 23. And that's what I believe this is all about. Jesus, I believe, to me, is an example of the emancipator. I mean, he's my biggest influence, right? And he, I would like to believe that he was emancipator of the of, of the, the of humanity he was emancipator of humanity if you look at the time the shape the humans was in he came to set us free and he wasn't about religion so I come I believe he came to refute toxic theology to rehumanize humanity I believe Jesus came to refute toxic theology to rehumanize humanity 
And that's what I'm here to do. Matthew 23 is just a perfect example. I didn't even read one scripture of those examples of he, the hypocrisy that he addressed and the flexing and the pride and all that type of stuff and the burdens that these religious leaders and churches and power structures do. I don't believe the American church. I believe the American, this is what I want to say. The American church is not God's idea. It was never Jesus idea. I don't believe in Christianity because that's just made up, right? It's inspired by something, but it in, all in all is made up. It's something that Jesus really addressed it back in the day. Revelation came from um, the, the Torah, the Old Testament, right? The prophets, the law, the you know, and then what man did, they took it and they added more to it. They added extra stuff to it, created traditions, end up being dehumanizing, end up being power elite structure. Jesus come along and try to tear that down and destroy it. They killed him for it, but he wanted to die because it showed the way, the truth and the life. And then it set a movement on fire. And that movement, I believe, got all corrupted and evolved over time. And I come and influenced by it and it hurt me and it harmed me and it dehumanized me. This philosophy and the old toxic religion and Christianity did. There was benefits to it, but I'm just talking about what it did to me. And I'm going to reclaim it. I'm going to redefine it. And I'm going to redesign it. My faith. Okay. And I am taking back what belongs to me. And that's spirituality. And that's faith in God. And I choose to believe and be inspired by the story of Jesus in the way I choose to see it without fear, but with love and curiosity. And I'm just here to help those who have been affected by toxic religion and they want to practice spirituality. You want to practice your faith. You want to practice. You want to observe. You want to love. You want to um, love Jesus, love the Bible, but you want to do it without limits, without burdens and without toxic theology that harms you. This is the place, this is the space, and this is what I'm trying to make. And I don't know how this is going to look, but I'm on a journey. And um, I talk about this every single day with my wife, with my parents, with my brothers, with my sister. We talk about toxic theology and how we, a better way to serve our God and to answer our call to be the best human we supposed to be without that religion. And I might as well make a podcast and a platform for it because I really want to help those out, help those people who have similar backgrounds, similar stories, and who just want to want something greater, bigger, and just do it with freedom, do it with love and do it with out with fear. Until next time. Peace. I'm out. Be blessed.